Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Plant Services Tool Belt Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Tom Wilk, the Chief Editor of Plant Services, and today we're going to talk about a research project run by Leading to Lean, and with us today to talk about that project is Eric Whitley, the Director of Smart Manufacturing. Eric, we worked together before. It's so great to be back together again. Great, Tom. Thanks. It's good to be here. I appreciate you having us, and uh, yeah, it's always good to talk to you. Well, for those who haven't um, had a chance to meet you uh, at this point yet, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the kind of projects that you're working on? Yeah, uh, the name's Eric Whitley. I'm I'm uh, currently the director of smart manufacturing at L2L, and and basically what that means is that I'm kind of overseeing the development and communication of our processes, the way that we actually help companies transition in the digital transformation process. And so I'm, I'm kind of helping to kind of put together that plan and that roadmap and, uh, and then communicate that out to the general public. You know, my background is in uh, lean manufacturing and total productive maintenance. Uh, I've done that pretty much all of my career ever since the early 90s. I've been teaching that. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, if I'm not working, I'm usually fishing. So that's kind of <laughs> me a little bit. So uh, that's great. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to hear that in themselves too. Um, we got <laughs> fishers, we got mechanics. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. well, this research project, I, it's great to talk with you on this because a lot of times when plant services talks about research, often it's our own. And when you sent over this study that you recently did, and this study was uh, conducted earlier in 2022, so it's fresh data. Uh, it, it was exciting to see the data coming through because it was a chance to get a sense uh, from someone else on what's going on in the industry, the kind of the pulse they're taking. And this project was about digital transformation, right? Yeah. Yeah. What we did is we kind of went out and, um, you know, took some data from those who are, you know, looking to implement uh, digital transformation uh, kind of from the middle management up through the C-level uh in the organization, I took data from those folks and just got some information on, you know, where they are, what they're doing with it, what they're trying to do with it. And, you know, we really found some surprising uh, data in that, uh, which is not, not, uh, not, you know, earth shattering, uh, but it tells us some really deep insights as to exactly what industry is doing or what they haven't done, I guess, is more important here uh, in their digital transformation process. So, Yeah, and it, it's really good, I think, for companies to see themselves in these kind of data so they can benchmark what they're doing, again, against, like you said, what everyone else is doing. Um, before we jump on the data points themselves, I wanted to talk about that term first, digital transformation, because it can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, especially depending on who you're talking to. And, and you mentioned that for this survey, uh, you targeted mid-level managers and also C-level managers. That's yeah. sort of uh, the, the people in charge of the budget, the decision makers. Yeah, um, right, right. You also emphasized that digital transformation, the way that LTL is looking at it, is a business initiative and not a technology initiative. And I think that's an important distinction. Could you talk about the difference it makes to see digital transformation through that lens, specifically a business change? Yeah, one of the things that we have noticed or, or we have seen 
from a success story is that the clients that we have that are using digital transformation as a tool to improve the business and not necessarily a tool to drive technology with inside of the business are getting a much higher return on their investment because they understand that the process of transforming uh, technologically is about solving the problems out on the shop floor, not necessarily just putting devices or chasing after, you know, one of the one of the high-end terms, either AI or augmented reality, or if, if they use those things and try to chase after those, they lose sight of the business improvement side of it. And so what we've seen in this process is that those people who understand that this is a tool that we're going to use to get better as a business are the most successful ones when it comes to their return on their investment in this process. The, the ones that really have a um, difficult time are the ones that approach it from a technology standpoint because of a couple of things. They're spending a lot of money up front to catch up technologically, right? They're spending a lot of money on devices, on infrastructure, on resources, all of that. And because they're not focused on the business, they're not seeing a quick or a sustainable ROI. And so people lose interest in it because they think, well, this is not really working, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really kind of where we're at in that process is that those people that are those companies that are concentrating on it from an improvement initiative are the ones that are going to be successful. You know, it, it's funny how often you talk to people who there's nothing more exciting for them on the job than bringing in a new tool, but there's also nothing more frustrating than watching a little layer of dust pile up on that tool. Yeah. When technology for te technology's sake often doesn't work out like you're saying. Um, so it, 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 it was also good to see the results of the survey come in and, and see the perception of folks who, like you said, are getting this focused financial expected return on what they're doing with digital. Um, Let's go to the survey itself. Yeah. Uh, huge open question. You know, what, what were some of the data points that jumped out to you and the L2L team as, as being important and meaningful? You know, there are a few things in here that kind of, to me, tell the story in the process, right? So the first one that I really, you know, kind of the top of the thing is that, you know, only really about 24% of manufacturing actually have a digital transformation strategy and this and, and then there's some supporting data within that that kind of makes sense if you if you understand that right so I mean one of them is you know who do you who do you look to when it comes to helping you well if there are no strategies out there then people are turning to consultants right I draw the parallel a little bit here, Tom. I go way back with lean. You know, in the beginning of, of manufacturing, when, when nobody knew about leans, lean consulting was a big deal. Now it's a little more difficult to be a lean consultant because everybody knows about it. So I think we're in that stage with digital transformation is that people and organizations don't have a strategy. So they're reaching out and grasping for 
how do we do this? I, I know we need to do something, but we, we, you know, how do we actually go do that? Um, and then a couple of other data points that kind of really uh, settle in with me there that kind of support this is, you know, one of the ones that we saw is that about 75% of the folks that we surveyed believe that their competition is ahead of them when it comes to digital transformation. So they know they need to go do something. They just don't know what to do, right? So yeah. that's really been big for us from L2L standpoint to be able to say, okay, what we've got to do is we've got to be able to communicate with uh, our clients, our potential clients, that there is a strategy, there is a way to actually go do this. So it really is kind of backing up what we, what we already kind of know. That struck me as a really important point too, Eric, uh, especially given the people that you surveyed. And again, this is the mid to sea level titles across production, operations, engineering, IT management. You know, it, it really shows that companies do have a good sense of where they are. No one's sort of kidding themselves about sort of pie this guy, here's where we are in digital. Um, a lot of the frontline type employees I, I speak with also know that, yeah, other companies are out in front of them. Sometimes they're not sure that the, the executive suite has the same perception they do that they need to catch up, but there's a real sense of self-honesty here that people, yeah, they, they do know where they are and they have an idea of what they need to do to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the other thing too, that we see here and the reason why people are getting this great sense that they need, they need to catch up is because a little bit, I talked a little bit about it earlier, but you know, because of those big terms that we hear, AI and digital twin technology and all of that. And they're thinking, I don't know how to get there. I don't, you know, right. but I, I think what we need to do is realize that this is all high end maturity stuff. And if you don't have a strategy, if you don't understand where you are and, and where you need to go, then you're going to, you're going to have FOMO, right? You're going to think I'm missing out here. The, the key here that we see is that you've got to have a nice, good, pragmatic approach to implementing this stuff. Don't panic. Don't go spend millions of dollars. Don't go, you know, go off, you know, hiring a, a fleet of engineers to go install IoT devices because that's not going to get you where you want to go. You want a very uh, methodical, pragmatic approach to implementing this technology. And then you're going to get to that point. Don't don't try to jump there. You know what I mean? So that's, that's been something that we found as well. There's another data point that, that reinforces what you're saying too, uh, from the survey that 34% of manufacturers believe they will need more than two years to achieve some level of, of success. Right. And again, right. there's that recognition that this process is probably going to take some time. And, and the data point was also in contrast, 10% of the people that you responded believe that it can be done within six months. So you, you've got a, a healthy majority here saying, yeah, we know it'll take time. That's. Yeah. I, I think there's a little misnomer in that thought process that it will take time because what we advocate for is taking some basic data mm -hmm. using that basic data. And, 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 you know, with L2L, you can get that data within, you know, a month or two months of installing L2L. And then go identifying, uh, this goes back to our discussion about improving the business, go identify what is your biggest problem? Mm -hmm. 
use technology to solve that problem? Does that problem have an opportunity to install some type of smart factory uh, solution in order to go solve that problem? Once you solve that problem, now you've done two things. You've improved the business. You've also then paid for the smart factory solution that you've put in place. Mm. So you've got quick ROI, you've got quick improvement to the business. Now you move on to the next biggest problem. Instead of blanketing the entire organization with this smart factory solution, take, take and, and this goes to people who are having a hard time getting a budget or having a hard time getting people to buy in, take what little window of opportunity you have solve the problem, prove the process that smart factory solutions can actually solve a business problem, get your ROI off that, use that to go implement the next thing. And so this very, very methodical, pragmatic approach is how we've seen our best companies who are doing this and winning awards doing this are using this methodology. And so that's, it, you know, and here we are a year and a half, two years later down the road, and they are fully implemented, doing some fantastic things from a smart factory approach. And so it's really, uh, it's really kind of the only way that we've actually seen that works. If I could shift our focus to a different data point here. Yeah. Um, and that's the data points that relate to what's happening to industry as we move out of the COVID crisis and into yeah. more pandemic management, right? Um, I guess I remember the days when I heard technicians tell me that uh, people who were familiar with infrared cameras back in 2020 were being put toward the, to the front gate to scan people's foreheads on the way in. Your data was fascinating because it found that COVID-19 forced 18% of manufacturers to speed up their digital transformation process, whereas 35% had to slow down the implementation. And I wanted to say that very clearly for our listeners too, because I think there may be some misperceptions out there. I certainly had one that the pandemic drove a lot of people, in fact, a majority of people from what I had in my head to speed up digital transformation. So it was refreshing to see this data point. Again, 18% of your respondents said, yes, they did speed up their process for digital transformation. 35% had to slow down. They had other priorities, corporate survival, uh, rearranging production line to accommodate six foot distance. Absolutely. Um, it's a, so I was curious about your thoughts on, on that aspect of the data set. Yeah. So that's, you're, I mean, you're talking exactly what, what we're thinking with this is that, you know, there were organizations who had these thought process. And it's funny because this, this data kind of correlates with those, you know, those numbers of people who have a strategy, right? 24% say they have a strategy. 18% said they had to speed up. So those, those people who had a strategy could continue to keep going. They were following their strategy. The other side of this is that, like you said, people just had to go into survival mode. Um, so survival mode, of, listen, I don't have the resources to run my lines. I don't have the resources to implement my uh, maintenance strategy or do the PMs that I need to do. I don't have the engineers on site to be able to do all of this stuff. And so they struggled with that. And so they kind of had to put a pause on the strategy. But I think what this also tells us is that, is that there are organizations who 
are still thinking that this digital strategy is, and, back, and again, I'm going to go back to the technology-led approach, is a, is a tech, I, I have to go out and, and implement sensors and IoT devices, and I've got to do all this infrastructure. Well, during the pandemic, you didn't have people to do that. So you had to just kind of stop instead of just doing these one, two, three things at a time. So there was a lot of pullback on that because we thought this was this massive project that we, you know, we needed a bunch of people for, we needed a bunch of money for, we needed a bunch of, you know, resources to go do this. When in reality, those that understood it were still moving forward with a very pragmatic uh, approach to the strategy. So, yeah, it, it, it kind of actually flushed out what we, what we thought, uh, it kind of proves that proves our point of, you know, you've got to focus on it from a business standpoint and not a technology standpoint. Right. Well, and this is great for, for me to see as a, a, from the editor's perspective, because we had heard stories on both sides, people just having to slow down for whatever right. reason, um, people actually taking advantage of the moment to add new technologies. Right. And uh, yeah, my perception was different than what the data is bearing out. Um I think what's interesting, interesting too, again for our listeners, is that 42 of manufacturer, 42 percent of manufacturers who responded to your survey said they hadn't started the process yet. So this question about did they speed up or slow down was kind of a moot point. Right. And right. Um, um, you know, two fifths, you know, close to half, simply hadn't started the process yet for whatever reason, whether it wasn't a business imperative for them or whether they simply uh, needed to start and hadn't yet. Yeah, I, I mean, I think. We are in a time talking about digital transformation. If we recognize it, we are in that bottom sloping up of the, you know, the north end side of the bell curve here, you know. And mm-hmm. and so there's there's a bunch of people who are just now kind of opening their eyes to this and going, okay, wait, what is this we're talking about here? You know? Um, and, and how, how do we get involved? I, I keep hearing this, you know, there, we, we know we have the early adopters. We know we have the people that are out on their front foot that know exactly or see the vision of what this can do for them from a business improvement standpoint. Uh, and then there are, are always going to be those folks that are behind going, ah, we don't need, you know what I mean? The naysayers right. or the, or the you know, the people that, that are just not getting on board. And, but now I think that goes back to a little bit of the, uh, of the competition data that we see in here. Now people are going, Oh, so my competition is doing this and I'm losing. I got to get caught up. And, uh, and so that, you know, they're just starting off on that, on that path. And so you see 48% of people going, man, we're not even doing anything right now. Yeah. Listen, I, I mean, I go, I go back to my uh, uh, thought process about lean. How many people do you now know, or how many organizations do you now know going, what's lean and, and what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody, because it's permeated through academia it's permeated through, you know, uh, trade schools and, and, and within inside of organizations. So now it's a common place. So now the same thing is happening with digital transformation is that people are just now getting on board going, Oh, I see what we've got to do here. And then starting that process. So. 
in that the 25-75% split you mentioned where 25% perceive they're ahead of the pack and 75% perceive they're behind. Right. 25% is not huge, but it's also not 10%. I mean, right. It's, it's right. right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a big deal when you think that 75% uh, of the respondents think that they are behind. I mean, you get a, you get a sense that there's going to be an influx of people wanting to know about this thing and getting on board and getting, you know, moving forward with the process and realizing they've got to do something. So. Well, let me ask you a kind of a wrap up question then about looking forward of all the data that you collected for this survey, uh, which data points do you see as pointing the way towards what industries should be focusing on next? And we, we alluded to some things people can do, but uh, are there any data we did or maybe didn't talk about which, which to you said, oh, that is the direction we're heading? Well, I, I think there's a couple of things that, that stand out for me on that. The, the one is the data that, that shows that people don't have a clear path, right? Mm. So for me, what that says is that there is... Yet, and, and this is part of part of that, what you and I are doing right now, there is yet a um, enough data for the lay company, I guess is the best way to put it, to be able to glean how to move forward by themselves. How do we move forward? We, we don't have enough information. There's not a, a, a clear path to do that. Right. And so part of what we're trying to do, part of what you're trying to do is to put the information out there to give people that clear path of what they need to do in order to move forward. But then the other side of that, for me, the, the, the supporting side is that the data still shows that uh, people are still understanding that this is about return on investment and and cost. And, you know, that they, they need to be able to focus on the fact that those that are doing it are saying, yeah, we're doing this because we need a return on our dollar. We need, we need to reduce costs within our factory. We need to be more efficient. So when it all boils down to it, it still is about business improvement. And if we're not doing that because of business improvement, we're still going to not see that ROI. So, you know, it's really important that, that the folks have a good clear path mm-hmm. and know what it looks like. I think that's the other thing that we're not seeing a lot of, and we're beginning to see some of it. We see it from our standpoint because we have customers that are very successful, but there, there's not a lot of benchmark opportunity out there to go. Can we come talk to you about what you did and how you got to where you're going? Mm-hmm. We, we want to learn the process that you use. We have a lot of people that are doing a lot of stuff technologically, but they're not seeing that ROI and that ROI is not being published out there. Mm-hmm. And they're not able, and people are not able to kind of glean onto and copy, if you will, what they did in order to re- reproduce that success. So it's, it's important that we, you know, we understand that people are still trying to, focus in on getting the business better and right. that we need to have more companies out there that are the benchmark, if you will, of how to go do that. 
it's such an interesting point, and it maps into what we what we've heard too about digital projects, which is that uh, the advice that people have success give is start with the project, the problem that you need to solve at your facility. Um, and as you said, the challenge is the lack of an easy benchmarking because facilities can be so different, even even within yes. the same industry. Yes. Yes. So, I, I suppose the, the more success stories people see and get them thinking is, is the path forward, but that it's just tough because they can't count on easy comparisons uh, between themselves and another, another facility. Yeah, and that's the problem is that if you look at it from a technology play, mm-hmm. then what you're, what you're going to do is you're going to jump out and think you need the latest technology. Mm-hmm in order to go solve your problems. But that's actually the reverse of really what we've seen. Go solve your problem and identify the technology you need to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. Don't go get the technology and think it's going to solve problems. Identify the problem and bring the right technology in to solve that problem. And then you're going to see that ROI. And that's the clear path you referred to. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then go do that over and over and over again. And, and be able to create that repetitive process of improvement, mm-hmm. use your problem-solving methodology, PDCA, AD, whatever it is you want. Mm-hmm. Identify the problem, identify the root cause, implement your smart factory solution, and just do that over and over and get better at that process. Mm-hmm. You'll see a much quicker ROI than all of your competitors because you're solving problems and improving the business and then implementing the technology as you do that, not the other way around. Excellent. Well, for those who want to see the full report, uh, we'll put the link to the report in our podcast notes, Eric. Uh, People can also go right to l2l.com and and get the report that way. Yeah. Um, So I want to say thank you for being with us today. Uh, Again, it's a special chance to talk to someone someone about their own survey. And uh, (laughs) especially since you... It's talked to the executive teams and the managers, the, people, the folks who do have control over the budget. So for those who want to know how to man, uh, either talk with those folks or manage up, if you're frontline and want to persuade them, take a look, look at this report, see what they're thinking and what their needs are. Absolutely. So, 